Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's podcast. This is from Sin to Zen with David Hulse, and I'm your producer, Michael. Today is going to be a day off for David. He's been quite busy with other projects and everything, so we thought we would take this as an opportunity to revisit our very first podcast. And we would also like to tie things in. Um... We, I am very lucky to be able to work with David and bring this podcast to you, but I'm also very fortunate to be able to see David not only work as a spiritual guide at the Heartlight Spiritual Center, but you know also be a driving force with some energetics with um, vibrational tools and healing. And so um, today, uh, I would like you all to take the time Maybe visit our previous eight podcasts and really contemplate what things uh, mean to you, what is resonating with you. Um, as we've talked before, you know, maybe what's bringing you back to the center or maybe if it's just answering questions of, you know, is there that better way? I mean, that that is really where we're all trying to go. Um, I'm also going to in this week's uh, episode description posts some links there will be links to the heartlight spiritual center and some interviews that david has done with other youtube influencers and everything um so you can kind of see how all of this is tied in together um david's really a a wonderful man at you know just making everything make sense um it's really just an honor to be able to experience and listen to him speak on, on a very, very regular basis. I, I see him multiple times in, in a week. So um, I invite you all to please explore what we have recorded so far. And please feel free to come and check out these other things, um, especially for Heartlight, Spiritual Center, and Soma Energetics. I mean, the work he does at all of these things is absolutely amazing. So thank you for allowing us this opportunity to continue to bring this to you, as well as, you know, the opportunity to spread this uh, word out, you know, and please Share this with your friends, family, you know, if you know someone who is just looking for a better way for different answers or they have those questions of, you know, that religious dogma of, you know, well, I'm being told this, but it doesn't feel right. You know, maybe, maybe this is a good place for people to start. So thank you again. My name is Michael filling in for David Hulse just for a quick couple minutes here. And please revisit our podcasts, share with friends, and please feel free to visit those links. Thank you. Welcome to From Sin to Zen. We realize this podcast may not be for everyone. However, we believe there are no accidents and we were meant to connect today. Let's consider a serious question. If the restrictions caused by the laws of religious dogma would have been able to bring the whole world together, why are so many leaving organized religion in search of a new spirituality?
From Sin to Zen offers you an opportunity to contemplate what is true, which you will decide for yourself during our journey to spiritual self-empowerment. If you are in the process of re-examining old beliefs that no longer serve you and realize there has to be a more excellent way, then this podcast is for you. We invite you to join us as we take another look at some of the most important tenets of fundamental Judeo-Christian dogma that may be holding you back from fully expressing all you were created to be. This will take us from fear-based dogmas to a love-based experience, or from sin to zen. From Sin to Zen is sponsored by Soma Energetics Vibrational Tools and Training. Raise your vibration at www.somaenergetics.com. And Heartlight Spiritual Center, a spirit-led, heart-centered, Christ-conscious, loving community. Raise your consciousness at www.heartlightcharlotte.org. Your spiritual guide for Sin to Zen, David Hulse. Throughout his years of spiritual searching, David has challenged many traditional doctrines, theologies, and dogmas. He has inspired numerous individuals toward a journey of self-discovery by sharing his own experiences. As David has traveled through various beliefs about God, he now sees himself as a bridge between the old and the new. His stirring presentations of intuitive wisdom will inspire and challenge you to move from believing in God to the experiential realm of knowing God and manifesting the spiritual aspects of love, peace, and joy in your life. It is my pleasure to introduce David Hulse for an enlightened journey from sin to zen. I realize that this podcast may not be for everyone, However, it is necessary to challenge the sensibilities of man-made traditions which have made our innate intelligence of no effect. I ask that you listen with your own innate intelligence, which is able to lead you into your truth, rather than listening to the feeble attempts of man's voices on the paths that only seem right, who are only plunging us into the depths of unanswered questions. Never learning? but never able to come to the knowledge of our own inner truth. Let's consider a very serious question. If this word of God that is preached in traditional religion, with all of its laws and legalisms, would have been able to bring the whole world to this idea that we call God, why haven't more people responded? Untold thousands have left the church feeling hopeless from not being able to bow to this God of religion and legalism. Religion, standing in its own self-righteousness, has turned many people away from, rather to God. If you're in the process of re-examining your old childhood beliefs and have realized that there is a more excellent way, this podcast is for you. 
With this in mind, I invite you to take another look at some of the most important tenets of fundamental Judeo-Christian dogma. We will explore these basic ideas from cultural context in which they were experienced and written, as well as the influences of the many translators. We will take this will take us from a fear-based message to the good news of a love-based premise from sin to zen. So what is sin? Sin today is not only used in a lot of churches based upon a lot of doctrines uh, of Christianity and other religions, but it is also made it into commercials, it's made it into movies, it has become a part of the collective consciousness of many cultures today. Remember, it was sinfully delicious. <laughs> But let's look at this word and see what does it really mean. One of the first things that happened to me many, many decades ago as I began my spiritual path was a realization, an epiphany that came to me that nobody in the Bible spoke English. And that's all I knew of God's word was in English translation. But actually, the Bible is translated by many translators from many different languages, from the Aramaic, from Latin, Greek, and Hebrew. Therefore, what did they really say? I was very young, and I thought, where did this thought come from? And I realized there was another part of my mind that knew more than I thought I knew. So I began to be a student, actually, very young, of Scripture. I wanted to know what it was all about. Because they told me if I didn't understand it, I might go to hell. That was a lot of stress to find out for myself about this thing called religion, Christianity, and the Bible. So I found that there was those who had done great work that I didn't have to do. This is one of the great things about the age of information is a lot of people has done the work for you. You don't have to go through four years of theology school or some kind of academia that gives you some kind of degrees because most information is at your fingertip, right from your own home. You can look it up. And one of the things that I always suggest to people, Strong's Concordance. Mr. Strong, whoever he was, did a great thing because he took everything in the Old Testament that was in English and took it back to the Hebrew definition. He took it all in the New Testament that was from the Greek and gave us all the Greek information. So I didn't have to learn Greek. I didn't have to learn Hebrew. All I had to do was put a word in the English in put it into the strong, at that time I looked it up in a big book, but now we just can put it in and we get immediately the translated word. Now a lot of words actually been transliterated, but that's another time that we could talk about how we made up words that don't even have a translation. Well, all of that I think has done nothing but confuse 
everybody who has tried in any way to follow a path of spirituality slash religion or wants to know about God or something bigger or greater than themselves. And that's where we've ended up today in a state of frustration and confusion about what is the truth. And we're going to be talking about that. What is the truth? Capital T. So I looked up the word sin. I thought, well, they told me I'm a sinner. And I'm a sinner because of something that this guy Adam did in the garden, in the first stories of the Bible that Adam was uh, uh, created by God. And that somehow Adam fell into this state that has been called sin. And uh, of course, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that literally that Adam fell in to become a sinner. But it is assumed, like many things are in a lot of dogma and doctrine, they are made of assumptions, of man's interpretations. And at this point, a lot of people say to me, then why should I listen to you? Well, yes, I do have my own ideas about all of this, but I try to get it all, give it to the higher part of myself so I can understand. And a lot of times it challenges my own understanding and my own belief systems. And I have to choose, am I going to get stuck and believe this? Or am I going to be willing to let the spirit correct and change that idea? And I've chosen the latter. Thank goodness. But it's, it's not without challenge, as it may be for you who listen to this podcast, that some things you thought was the truth and believed was the truth because you heard it from outside of yourself. You may be challenged that when your own innate intelligence comes up, it may challenge what you thought you believed. Are you willing to become a true student of the inner teacher that is within you? Sin comes from the Greek word in the New Testament, hamartano. This word is an archery word. I've noticed, in, and I love uh, movies and documentaries of, of the period of, of the time that was around 2,000 years ago, 1,000 years ago, and they're always doing archery. Well, that's what this word means. It is an archery term that means missing the bullseye. That's exactly what it means. If they were trying to hit the bullseye and missed it, they were in a state of hamartano, sin. So that gave me a whole different idea to think about and contemplate that sin was an archery term that meant missing the mark. Well, what does mark mean? What does that mean if I miss the mark? Well, that's also in the Greek. We go into the word karagma. C-H-A-R-G-M-A. Karagma. Now you say, I don't know what that word means. That's Greek to me. But we get an English word from that. Character. Character. My true character. My true nature. What is our true character? If we happen to choose to believe in some intelligent being that has created us and that being is love, then wouldn't we innately have within us the attribute of love? Unconditional, pure, agape love is within us. 
I know some people, it doesn't appear they have love, but that doesn't mean they don't have it. It's just been suppressed deeply into the deep unconscious part of everyone. But we are in the image of our creator. We're in the likeness of our creator. Whatever our creator is, or you perceive it to be, that's who you are. Because you are like looking at yourself in the mirror or the image of that which created you. So the question is, then who am I? What is my true character? What is my true nature? And we might say religiously, God, but what does that mean? I don't even know what that means anymore. I used to think I did, but I just don't know anymore. My first impressions were based upon the art of uh, those who painted God as an old man in the sky who, you know, had a beard and sat on a big throne, kind of an old guy, powerful looking guy, not too happy a guy. And I just wasn't sure that resonated with whatever was awakening in my heart. And maybe something is awakening in your heart also. Even if you're listening to this, if you're here and listening to this, maybe something inside your heart is resonating that is not even in your head. Ah, maybe we should listen to the language of the heart, the language of the spirit the place of the purity of ancient and divine wisdom that has been stored deeply within the human story in the human soul. That's what I am trying to reach in you today is that part of you that has been so cut off based upon the sensibilities of man-made traditions and those that have allowed us to be plunged into the feeble attempts of man's voices. It is time to awaken you know, through the entire Bible, from the beginning to the end, it says, wake, awake, shake yourself from the dust, awake, awake. And I love this one, awake and sin no more. <laughs> what a great thing to awake and realize. So anyway, how did this all get in there was actually through when the church began to develop itself to become the, the church, the church quote unquote that we know today, especially we're addressing the Christian church. And then a lot of things were adapted by man, not men under the influence or the inspiration of, of the spirit or Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it, but just things that man came up with because of their agenda. What is the agenda? Unfortunately, it's always about control and greed. And that's what it had become because the first a couple of hundred years after the teacher, Yeshua, when you call Jesus, came along, it was a whole different teaching. And you that read the Gnostics and you that read the pre-Christian will find a whole different Jesus, a whole different teacher. But man said, okay, we want to take this and we want this to be that. And they begin to put together what we call dogma, our doctrine of the church. And one of those was called original sin. In other words, sin is original. I thought, well, I'm going to contemplate that one because that didn't feel right to me. Why am I suffering for some man named Adam's sin that happened thousands of years ago? And because I was born, I'm born a sinner. And if you don't get me to the baptism, I'm going to hell or purgatory or some realm. Just seemed ridiculous. You know, sometimes enlightenment begins with spiritual common sense. 
That's what we've lost. The ability to think for ourselves and to feel our own innate intelligence arising within us. We keep giving it away for validation of those systems that are outside of ourselves. So we can be a good Christian or we can be a good standing in the tribe or the family or in the society or the culture. How many people get up on Sunday morning and go to a church that they could care less about going to, but because it looks good for the business? Yes, there's many motives out there. What is our motive? What is the motive of this podcast? It is to find one, our authentic true self and our purpose and reason for being on this planet at this time. What an interesting time to be alive. You say, well, I don't know that I like it. It looks pretty bad. But it's bad only because of what's breaking through. And that's what's exciting that this podcast is going to be addressed to those who want to work with breaking through and not give so much to what's breaking down. So sin is missing the mark, not being in true character. When you're in fear, that's not what you were created to be. Fear is a learned attribute. You learn how to fear. You're taught to fear. The whole religion, uh, most religions, not all, but the majority of basic religion has taught you fear God. It's in the Bible. Fear God. And the word fear, if you really study it, it's reverence. It's reverence. It should be reverence God. When he says, God says, fear me, reverence me. But when we read the literal letter of the law, we lose the true meaning. And that's what I've been seeking for decades. What does it really mean? Now, I've been a speaker and a minister for many, many years, and I thought, if this is the way my life's going, I need to know what I'm getting into. And that's when I set myself aside from the church I was raised in, in which my own family uh, was was uh, the ministers of and, and very involved in it. But I decided to go on my own path and my own journey. Yes, I paid the price for it, but oh, it doesn't compare with the wonderful freedom that I have felt from the chains of man-made dogma and doctrine and tradition. We need to be free. We need to be free. Sin, missing the mark, being in fear and not love. You know, and this is a day of a great challenge of loving. It's easy not to love. It's easy to fear what's going on in the world and and feel separate from other people who do not believe like we do. The greatest separation we have is in our belief systems. You don't believe like me. I don't believe like you. You're a threat to me. All of this is the making of illusion in the world. It's not the truth. And illusions don't make you free. The truth makes you free. And we got to get back to the truth. And the truth is that we are all at a deep level. And this is not religion anymore. This is science. This is quantum theory that says everything is connected. Everything is one. Hmm. My eyes say, I don't see it. Hmm. My ears say, I don't hear it. No, I know we don't in this world of the five senses because it only supports the illusion of our human egos. 
but today there is the rising of the people. No, we don't hear it on all the news media. We don't hear it on all the major. Uh, all we hear is what's breaking down, breaking down, breaking down. And that, I don't know if I trust all that. But we need to hear some good news of what's breaking through. And if something breaking in through with you that's keeping you up at night, there's an old song that says, God's trying to tell you something. It's an old, old song. But is God trying to tell you something? Do you feel depressed? You know, depressed can actually be a spiritual thing because it means that you're in touch with what you have pressed deeply into your subconscious that's waking up and ready for healing and balancing. This is really an exciting time if we look at it from a spiritual point of view rather than a religious point of view. There, there's this term, the end of the world. What is the world in the first place? That comes from a, a word because people confuse world with earth. Didn't say the end of the earth or the end of the planet. It said the end of the world. But let's go back to the Greek, aeon. A-E-O-N, aeon, which means age. Ages begin, ages end. The age of law became the age of grace. Piscean ends, Aquarian begins. And all we're in is in a shift of time into a different timeline. And you, now feel this one, possibly chose to be here for this exciting shift and you're living it. A lot of you pray and you think you're not getting the right answer because you've got the answer you want to get. But maybe you're getting the, the answer you should get. That answer is awakening the true spiritual authentic self that has been lulled into a sleep and slumber state within ourselves that is beginning to awaken. And when it awakes, it'll shake your life. It'll shake your relationship with family and, and, and other people. And even with yourself, you'll hardly know yourself because you're just like that caterpillar who says, what am I becoming? Oh my God, I thought I had it all figured out. I, I knew I knew what I was. I assumed I'll be this forever. And all of a sudden I've been stopped in my tracks and I'm falling apart. And then the good news is a new blueprint, imaginal cells show up and his molecules that make up his atoms begins to read a different blueprint and brings him to be a new species. Are we on our way to be a new species of human in a more enlightened stage, an awakened stage? I believe in resonance. I believe in teach frequency. When it says that Adam fell, which it doesn't even say that, but I can grasp this idea of the fall of man as being a fall in vibration, just as there's a fall in temperature of steam becoming water. If you don't bring the temperature down, those molecules that make up steam won't make up water because you've got to have less space between them to take on a different form. And then you really got to turn the temperature down to get ice. So we are the product of a fallen process of changing our frequency and our vibration. And then a teacher came along and said, but I'm going to show you how to resurrect. 
That's what the resurrection is. It is our raising our vibratory frequency back to a match of the level that we were first originally created in. And trust me, at that state, there is no sin as we are taught in the dogma of the church. You know, if we could get this question that we're dealing with with sin right now answered, maybe it would free us to move on into our potential and possibility. But if we're constantly, and, and this is me, I was raised in a church where I thought, oh my God, every, every thought I had, just a human thought, you know, maybe a thought of something <laughs> sensual. I thought, oh my God, I've sinned. And if the Lord came back, I wouldn't go to heaven. So I would repent and repent and repent and repent and repent. And I could, have, if I'd have stayed in that my whole life, would it be <laughs> sinning and repenting, sinning and repenting, sinning and repenting, sinning and repenting. But the minute I found out that in Christ, in that cosmic spiritual mind of truth, that sin is man-made, a man-made doctrine. I was set free. And because of that, I've had free energy to create a whole ministry for decades. So we've looked at sin. Let's look at Zen. Zen is a word that is mostly used in the uh, Buddhist or Eastern thought, which, by the way, I was warned against as a young Christian to not dabble in Eastern thinking until it dawned on me, Jesus and all the apostles and prophets were all from the East. How can I not look to the East? So that changed everything. It's amazing how a thought can change the course of the path that you are on. It's amazing. But we have to allow those thoughts to come in. So what Zen to me, I know it's a word that really means to find a state of calmness. It's a meditative state. But it's all also in that state is where we become into a new awareness. We become more awakened to ourselves. And once you know who yourself, you can be calm and not be driven by stress and by worry and fear and concerns that most times there's not even any reason to be. So I like this idea of us together through this journey of taking another look, can move from a dogma that holds us in limitation to the calmness of knowing who we are and awakening our creative uh, juices, so to speak, that we might begin to take responsibility of changing this destiny that we think has taken us to the end of the cliff but we've not come to the end of the cliff, to our utter ruin. We've come to soar into the heights of new possibilities. Thank you for being with us today. We have much to say on this podcast that I hope will give you an alignment between your human and your spiritual and divine self. Thank you.